This is Rob Tabbott from Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted to be joined by the haymaker himself, Mr. David Hay, has joined me today on Zoom ahead of Usyk Chizora this week. How are you, David? I'm excited. I'm really, really, really excited. It's, it feels like feels like the good old days. You know, we're going to a fight where everybody's writing off me and my man and Derek Chizora's hopes and possibilities of a massive upset. I'm listening to all of the the experts, listening to the people who know what they're talking about. And every single one of them has said Derek Tazora effectively doesn't have what it takes to be a pound for pounder. And let's not make no mistake, everybody has put Usyk in their top, specifically now that Lomachenko has been knocked off that number one spot, that the mythical pound for pound list. You six up there, top five in most people's, um, most experts' um, opinions. And I understand that. I just don't want anyone to forget that when Derek Tazora smashes him on Saturday night live on Sky Box Office. I need people to remember what they said. Because if Derek Tazora does beat someone who's top five pound for pound, would that put Derek Tazora? What does that mean for him? Are people going to say it was a fluke? Are they going to say, oh, it was just a coincidence that Usyk just didn't, wasn't able to handle the bigger guy? Listen, everybody, he's, he's the mandatory WBO contender. He could just go on holiday to Dubai and chill, and he'll get a shot at the WBO champion, which is uh, AJ. But he's chosen, he's picked, he's watched Derek Chisora's style. He could have picked any heavyweight out there. He's picked Derek Chisora for a reason, because he doesn't believe he knows what is required to beat a slick southpaw. He watched a Sainard Gashi fight, realized he was chasing shadows that night. You know, he probably looked back to Monaco and thought he looked a bit under underwhelming. But when it comes down to the crunch, you know, Derek Chisora, thank God, has brought it all together. This is what he's been waiting for his whole career. I'm saying this for this one night, everything he's learned, all those ups and downs, those nine losses that he's he's had have fine-tuned him into being the beast he needs to be to not only win this fight, but to destroy Usyk, completely wipe him out. And you're thinking, what are you talking about, Tesoro? Are you, are you domestic level and all that? No, he was. Yes, he was at one stage. I used to see him as a. I used to see him as like a stepping stone, a gatekeeper in the domestic. That's how I used to look at him, until he jumped on board and allowed himself all of the requirements to achieve greatness. It sounds mad saying all this about Derek Tesoro, but what he's done in the gym. Behind closed doors, the rounds of sparring, the conditioning, had Ruben Tabaras, John Ramos, had all the guys, Alexis Marius down at London Shoot Fighters. He's been beasted beyond belief, and he's eating it up. He's eating it up. He's chewing through sparring partners. We've got no one could do more than two or three rounds at any one go with him. We need five or six sparring partners just to keep him fresh. It's a different level. You've never seen anything like it. And everyone thinks, ah, oh, Davies loves to hyper fight up. He's a very loves love chatting, but. I'm telling you, this, the, uh, the odds you're going to get on Derek Chisora to win this fight, by any means, points, just, I doubt it's going to go to points. The way that, what, what Derek Chisora, I, I see Derek, you're going to get like 12 to 1 on Derek Chisora for a stoppage victory. And I'm saying that's, that's, that's good money. Now, knowing what I know, knowing what I've seen, oh, God, I'm, honestly, I'm le leaking with anticipation for Saturday night. It's going to be... 
it's going to be it's going to be devastating. And it's on it's on Halloween. There's nothing else to do other than watch this fight. You can't go to the pub. You can't go to a bar. You can't even go around your mate's house to watch it. You got to just pay pay for you at home. Sit down, chill, get some delivery in, and have a good night. Get some beers in and just enjoy the night on your own. Unfortunately, you can't have it with mates. But maybe get your get a Zoom Zoom call with your pals. Great night, great night. I'm 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 I can't wait. Oh, honestly, it can't come quick enough. I don't think anyone could ever accuse you of overselling or overhyping a fight, David. Don't no, be so. No, I, I listen. I, I, I genuinely. If you knew what I wish, you'll see. You from the first bell. Once that bell rings, then you're gonna go. Ah, David ain't mad. This is what he was talking about. Now I get it. No one gets it yet. Only I think uh, Lawrence Zaccoli came down to spar the other day in the gym. He wasn't sparring Derek. He was sparring some other guys. And he, he said, he was like, I didn't know he could do that. And I'm like, no, nah, neither did I. We don't want to know he could do what he's doing. He's never really had consistent, he's had a year to practice for this one style. We're putting these southpaws in there. He's, he's, he's chewing them up. He's, he's throwing so many punches and he just doesn't get tired. He does it. He gets stronger as the rounds go on. None is Dylan White blowing out his ass after three rounds. Nah, he's just picking up the pace going with people, working inside, body shots, head shots. He's punching anything, elbows, hips, back of heads, throat. He's, he's looking at roughing these guys up. Oh, you, you, honestly, I don't know what to say. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be, this going to be devastating. Now you mentioned, obviously, the experts um, are heavily backing Alexander Usyk in this fight. You've been very modest, David. You are something of a boxing expert yourself. Casting your eye over Alexander Usyk, you've had not much else to do for the last 12 months. How difficult a fight is this? How good is Alexander Usyk? If I wouldn't have been in Derek Chisora's camp and I would have been looking at it as the, from afar, I, what, I, what I tend to do when I'm sort of analysing fighters and fights is I look at their last three or four performances. You can't go back 10 years and expect that guy to know. You look at the last three or four performances and take it from there. So I would have looked at, <laughs> looked at you, Siggy, not really done anything wrong, all, all world title fights, all against legitimate contenders. And he's, he, he, he's won all very, very good caliber of opposition and he's won the fight clearly. Okay. Derek Chisora, on the other hand, you know, Sainar Gashi, he struggled in the 10 rounds point, points decision there. You know, um, Artur Spilka, you know, he won that fight by knockout. That was pretty devastating. David Price, yep, once again, that's, you know, he, he's putting on the performances. You go a bit, bit further back from that. You've got a Dylan White fight, which he was winning, and then got knocked spark out in. So, I, you know, I can understand why you'd think, okay, maybe Derek will be, if I was looking at it as a record, I think, okay, Derek could ask some questions. Seeing though he's significantly better than Chad Witherspoon, who... Usyk fought and was only able to stop him in seven rounds without really knocking him down or hurting him. So I, I, I would have thought, yeah, Usyk will probably stop him late or win by a massive wide points decision. That's how I would have seen it if I wouldn't have seen what I've seen behind closed doors. So I get why everyone's saying what they're saying. But when, but when you've seen what I've seen, when you know how Derek's dedicated his life, you know, what, from what he's eaten to where he's slept, to, you know, the warm-up, the cool-down. Everything has been on the money. I, had a, I, had a, I have a perfect training schedule, which we aim for. X amount of sparring sessions per week, X amount of running sessions, X amount of massages, X amount. We, we, we have an ideal schedule. 
and we try to keep as close to that as possible. It never works that way normally. Normally, you, you sprain your ankle or you bust your hand, so you, you move that spar till next week, or you, you just adjust it, but you have a perfect, what you ideally do. Well, he's done the ideal thing. All of the sessions we had in there as the hopeful, if we can get 10 rounds out this day, great, but he's probably going to do like six or seven. No, all of the 10 round spars have been 10 round spars. We've actually added rounds on. We've gone for, we've done an eight round spar and we just chucked another couple rounds in there. In the past, Derek Zero, Derek Zero would not have had us adjusting the spar during it. He likes to know right before what he's going to do. He's, he's kind of relaxed now and allowed his team to just take control of it. And he all he needs to do is just give us 100%, focus 100%, and what will be will be. And what has been is one quality training session after another, good rest, good hydration, good nutrition, and he's the beast. We need him to be. Any other performance in any other of his boxing career would not have been enough to beat this guy. I'm positive about that. At no stage, up until Saturday night, has Derek Zora been good enough to maybe go to distance, but it took a hell of a shellacking if that would have been the case. This time we've got a new guy, and you, you say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you can work out what the old tricks were and just refine them, and that's what we've done. We've refined all of the old stuff that he did that wasn't that useful, but we've made it useful. And it doesn't make sense what I'm saying. I know but until you that first bell rings, then you'll go, ah, that's what you're going to do. How's anyone supposed to be that? Exactly. Tune in Saturday night to see something you've never seen before. Oh, God damn. It's, uh... Are you, are, you excited? Are, you excited? are you excited? Are you excited? If I, if I wasn't excited about the fight, David, I wouldn't be sitting here doing a podcast on the show all week. All right, perfect, perfect. Because it's <laughs> going to be, it's, 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 it's one of those justifiable fights where you get some people getting, ah, yeah, he doesn't deserve the shot, shouldn't be pay per view, blah, blah, blah. Until they watch it, they're going to watch it. All the people who moan about it, they're going to be paying for paying Skybot. They're going to watch it and they're going to think, thank God I did. I didn't really think this was going to be much until I realized what Derek Chazor is willing to do. He's willing to – Derek Chisora is willing to go to pay the ultimate price. Is Usyk? Is Usyk going to lay it all on the line? Derek's been there. Who could drown the longest? If there was a drowning competition, who could drown the longest out of Derek Chisora and any other heavyweight out there? No one. He's been drowning his whole life. He goes into 12-round fights with three rounds in the tank and just fights on empty for most of it. So he's used to go into that uncomfort zone. And we've made it so his uncomfort zone now is so – comfortable for him that everybody else just by seeing how comfortable he is at this frantic pace becomes very uncomfortable very quickly and it's just uh so yeah anyway you'll see you'll see saturday night i don't have to sell anymore i think i've i've, I've, I've emptied the selling tank my, my tank of selling the fight is on empty now and i'm i'm i'm, 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 I'm back i need i need a nap I'm sure you'll uh, you'll refill the tank at several points throughout this week, David, having known you. Um, you mentioned the opening bell and setting that frantic pace. We obviously saw Vasil Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez, as, you, as you've mentioned. Look, to me, from that fight that Teofimo Lopez was able to implement that size, that youth, um, well, not necessarily youth in Derek's favour in this, but certainly size and strength. How important is it that Derek makes Alexander Usyk feel that heavyweight power, have that heavyweight strength early in the fight? It's very important. And if Derek Chisora was naturally 90 kilos, the results would be very different. I'm sure if Lopez was a stone lighter than he is and hadn't, it would have been a different result there as well. You know, they say a good man beats a good little man, but it takes an exceptional little man to beat you know, a good big man if, you, if, you, if it was equal. So 
does Usyk have the firepower to hit Derek and to keep Derek off of him? He's had some big heavyweights hit him. He's had Vitaly Klitschko hitting him. Did, it, did Vitaly Klitschko back him up that much in that fight? Did uh, Dylan White back him up? No. He's willing to go through hell to implement what he needs to. What firepower is Usyk going to bring to the table to keep Derek Chisora off of him? I, I haven't seen it in any of his fights. Now, when, when, when I saw him fight um, Chad Witherspoon, what was his firepower like there? What, out of 10, what would you rank his firepower in that fight against Chad Witherspoon, who was coming in on four days' notice and works in a car showroom? Are you asking me? I'm asking, asking, I'm asking you the question. What would, how would you rank his firepower? In, in, when, you, when you look at another cruiserweight, a former cruiserweight, myself, knocking out uh, Monty Barrett or knocking out uh, John Ruiz, you know, when you're talking about a cruiserweight moving up to heavyweight, what's his firepower like out of 10? If 10's me knocking people, or Holyfield knocking out Buster Douglas with one punch, that's firepower. What's his firepower? Out yeah, of 10. Difficult to tell in a fight with Chaz Riverswin. He did dominate most of the fight. Obviously, he didn't go out there and, and produce an explosive finish, as a certain haymaker may have done in his pomp at cruiserweight. And I think this fight, David, which is what makes this fight an interesting fight, is the fight that we're going to really see what firepower Alexander Usyk brings up to heavyweight. Obviously, you were able to stop Mr. Chisora in his tracks once upon a time. You're not worried about the punching power or the potential punching power of Alexander Usyk going into this fight? I'm aware that any fighter over 13 stone has the ability to knock the other one out if they do the wrong thing. You know, if, if, if Derek Chisora ducks into one of his massive left uppercuts, yeah, he can be stunned, he can be dropped, he can be hurt. That can happen. But when it gets rough and tough inside, it's difficult to get the leverage for those shots. For Usyk to land a shot, a significant shot, he's going to have to time it perfectly. He's going to have to be, it's going to be, the, have to be the right distance. Derek is doing something with the distance that Usyk hasn't dealt with before. And you'll see that on Saturday night. So... I just I don't see I don't see Usyk being able to uh, break Chisora down. You know, rarely has Derek Chisora been taken out cold whilst he was fresh. You know, um, it takes a, it takes a you know the, the closest that's come to was Dylan White, but that was in eleventh round when he was absolutely exhausted with nothing left in the tank, and it was a perfect shot. That's the only time it's really happened with Derek. So. Um, I don't believe it's going to get to that point. I don't. Derek's not going to be as exhausted as he was in that fight because he's just so much fitter, and he's done the work. He's done the strength work. He's done the conditioning. You know, he's done the drills. He's, it's all there for him. And um, Usyk's just miscalculated for this fight. He's he's got it wrong. Him and his team have picked the wrong person to have his showcase heavyweight. You know, his real debut. The Chazrusboom was a lot. You know, no one really took that seriously. But this is his first pay per view. This is him showing the world why he's the mandatory WBO contender. And he's going to have to do it against someone who's just not going to be playing his jab for jab game. You think Derek Doral is going to stand off and let him out boxing? No way. You mentioned the WBO mandatory route, David. Um, obviously, we, we know that, that that's due potentially next year. Anthony Joshua currently holds it, but potentially could become vacant. How big of a carrot is that for Derek Chisora at this stage of his career? He beats Alexander Usyk. He's mandatory challenger for a world title in a massive fight against Anthony Joshua. Derek Chisora honestly hasn't even thought about it. He doesn't care. All he cares about is winning this fight on Saturday. You know, that's for me. I think about that stuff. 
but really it's like you can't think too much about anything other than beating the un, the undisputed cruiserweight champion and pound for pound top five blah 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 that you know you can't start thinking counting your chickens you cannot do that and all energy all focus all mindset has been on how to win this fight and win it in spectacular fashion and um that's that that's where i am now so i understand there's uh, there's potentially lots at stake but this is Derek Tazora's world title fight he sees this as the big one he wouldn't have been it's, it's physically impossible for him to have trained any harder let's say he was fighting anti joshua tyson fury and let's just say he was fighting one of those guys he wouldn't have physically been able to train any harder than he's done this time. So this is him at his optimal. Derek Zorg will never box as good as he's going to box against this guy, Usyk, on Saturday night. This is him maxed out. This is him given everything. No colds, no injuries, no bad hands, no sprained his calf. He's had nothing other than perfect training sessions, perfect sparring sessions, circuits. You know, everything has just been perfect I, I'm, I've never known a fighter to have gone through a hot for a year effectively and got to a final date and been optimal it rarely rarely happens in boxing no it's such a high impact sport that it's it's it's, 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 it's there's, there's so much chance of getting injured particularly doing as many rounds as Derek's done but Derek's so tough he's he's so robust he's just such a warrior that he's built for this and we finally just stirred up this thing deep within him and we to the point we had to have six months to do 12 rounds because they can only do two rounds each and these guys are in shape he's that he's, he's become that guy and i think he's gonna all of the usic fans will be derek tesora fans after this fight they'll say hands up well now this guy he's a real heavyweight he can punch he can punch he can move his head he can come into range he can let his shots go so yeah, he's, his fan base is going to go through the roof and everyone is will demand that Derek Chisora is, you know, fights for a world title next. There'll be no one out there who deserves it any more than he does. Before I let you go, David, obviously you've mentioned the fact that the fight is on Halloween. Uh, you, yourself, Derek Chisora, obviously. Um, even Usyk's a little bit quirky sometimes during fight week. Can we expect to see a few tricks and treats this week as we build up to the fight? There'll be loads of fun. There'll be loads of fun. We're going into a bubble, I think, tomorrow. We're going into Wembley to make sure it's all COVID-free. And we've been obviously doing all the precautions that you can, you can imagine um, to make sure that we're all the sparring partners and all the training camp, that everyone's, you know, everyone's safe. And obviously, uh, Matram and all the guys down at Wembley and the British Boxing Board of Control put these, these measures in to make sure that this fight goes ahead. And um, there's no, no scares, you know, no one tests positive for anything. So we, we've done every bit of protocol humanly possible to, to make sure that, you know, everyone's safe and, you know, everyone's collectively done a fantastic job. But you'll be loads of treats, there'll be loads of fun happening. You know, we're all stuck in the same bubble. So we're having laughs, we loads of social media um, bits and pieces flowing back and forth, you know. This feels like a, it really does, you know. I know I'm in the bubble, but I'm getting people calling me who aren't really into boxing getting excited about this fight you know you know you sick you know this is it when it was first announced it was more of a it felt like it was like a purist's fight now it's, it's really spread out there to the non-boxing fans just to sports fans they realize there's nothing else happening on halloween they're not allowed to go trick-or-treating they can't go out to the pub they can't go to a bar they can't go to a nightclub they can't do any of the usual things you can't have a party around your house a halloween costume party no it's all forbidden the only thing you can do get your Skybox office and watch this fight. So 
as a result of that, people are really, really excited and I'm getting a lot of positive feedback from everybody all over the country. Just lastly, David, somebody who didn't have particularly positive feedback for you recently, you seem to have upset Dillian White. What happened there? I ain't got a clue. You know, Dylan, Dylan seems angry at everybody at the moment and um, he, he should be focusing on, you know, eradicating that uh, stoppage loss that he received at the hands of Povetkin. You know, I remember Lennox Lewis walked onto one shot against uh, Oliver McCall. You know, he set the record straight. Same thing again when he fought Hassim Rackman. You know, good quality fighters learn from their mistakes. You know, um, you know Lennox Lewis, when he got knocked out by um, Oliver McCall, hired um, Emmanuel Stewart after that, who's actually in uh, Rackman's corner. Sorry, it was in um, sort of Rackman's corner. Was it? No, it was Rackman. Um, McCall. Uh, Oliver McCall's corner. And um, you could have just said that was a lucky shot. You could have said, you know, everyone was going great until that one punch happened. You could have done, but Lennox Lewis didn't. Lennox Lewis reevaluated everything and became a much better fighter after it. I hope that Dylan stops focusing his energy on me because I've got nothing to do with his career whatsoever. He should focus it on himself, his team, study the fight and become back stronger. I like Dylan. I think he's got bags of heart, bags of balls bags of potential and I hope it doesn't get wasted so I, I hope he makes the right decisions and focuses energy on becoming a better fighter a more complete fighter so stuff like that getting hit with one shot that the guy that's Pavekin's best punch that he does a training camp which is specifically based on coming away from his, uh, Pavekin's best weapons which is his left uppercut. So if I was him, I'd bring my weight back. Yeah, just is good, mate. Just uh, I'd get, bring my weight back. I would, uh, you know, get back to, he's got a beautiful jab when he uses it. One of the best in the business. You know, I, I, I've sparred for many years ago. And even before, this is when he seems an amateur. He was, he was real young. But the one thing I took away from that was, God damn, this guy's got real long arms. This guy's, this guy's a real problem. And uh, let's get that back. The jab really wasn't working that night. I didn't really feel that the jab was dominating. He was range finding, looking for a bigger shot. But his jab's the weapon, his jab's the key. Use that jab, use the jab, win the fight with a jab. Walk, Povet, get Povet to force his way in and then catch him on the way in. That's what I'd do. I, got, I, don't, I don't really worry about Dylan. Dylan can scream and shout all he wants about me. But he's got um, a big rematch to take care of. And that's, he should be focusing his energy on making sure what happened to him the first time round. Never, ever happens to him ever again. Do you think he writes the wrong, David? I think he does, yeah. I think he's, he's smart enough to realise, you know, I heard, you know, after the fight, it was, you know, everything was perfect. If it was perfect, that wouldn't happen. That's my point. You know what I mean? If, 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 if everything was going great and perfectly how he wanted it in the fight, that wouldn't happen. You know, what, let's, let's, just, let's just study, really break it down. Let's really look inwards. You know, it's always to say, OK, any, in heavyweight division, anything can happen. It can happen, but let's try to make let's try to minimise the chances of that happening ever again. Yeah, that's 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 the advice I'd give. Not that he'd ever take any of my advice, but um, if I was him, that's what I'd do. Okay, well, David Hay, always a pleasure catching up with you. Thanks very much for appearing on the Boxing Social podcast. Uh, no problem. Hopefully, catching up with you sometime soon. Um, as always, real pleasure. The Haymaker, David Hay. See you there, guys. Sky Box Office Halloween. Don't miss it. What? <laughs>